time for Cigar Talk, the fastest growing cigar show in the nation. Whether you're a new cigar enthusiast or a cigar aficionado, we have something for everyone. Bringing you the best interviews, cigar reviews, and weekly giveaways. So grab yourself a cigar. It's time to light them up. Welcome back to Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones. We have co-host Brian Falconer in the studio. How you doing today, Brian? Hey, man, I'm doing good. Doing good. Good, man. It's good to have you back in the studio. You guys, <laughs> man, man, last week we Ooh. came in the studio and we tried to produce a show Ooh. for like, what, two hours? Then we had to turn into firemen. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, well, you know, here's the deal. Our last soundboard blew up last week. <laughs> and, you know, and you, here's when I tell the story, I have to justify something right up front. I have to let everybody know this was not Bryant's fault. Thank you. Because when I tell the story, it almost sounds like I'm blaming you, but I'm not. Because you always I blame didn't me. No, no. I don't Bruh. always blame you. I, okay. Bruh. I usually blame you. Usually, I don't always. So usually on your scale goes from uh, anything up to 90%. Yeah. It's okay. I got you. So, But no, here, here's what happened. We, we got done, and you hung your headphones on the boom arm, which is what we always do. Yeah. And so when I turned the board on last week, the back feed from the headphones to the mic started spinning out of control and it went up super loud in the volume. And so I didn't know what was causing it. So I didn't turn the board off. And when I didn't turn the board off, what happened? <laughs> Yeah, and then a big puff of smoke came out of our board. So we didn't know that that would actually do that. So it was not Brian's fault, and as, it wasn't my fault because I didn't know what it was. As Fred it was Sanford just said, one of those things, live and learn. As Fred Sanford said, fried, died, and laid to the side. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's right over there. Yep. He's gone to rest. So anyway, guys, we got a big show coming up today. We actually have a couple of different guests going to join us today. We have Oswald from OM Cigars. I'm a big fan of his cigars. Yes, and then we've got uh, Aaron and Mark over from the Straight Cut Podcast. Yes. They're going to join us. Uh, we, we're a big fan of their show. Yes. So we're going to have them on and talk about what it's like to do a cigar podcast and, you know, just the weekly grind of getting it out. Because it is a grind. And it is. It is. <laughs> and, you know, it's something that we enjoy. Yeah. We love doing it. You know, we feel like, you know, we are giving back to the community and we hope you guys enjoy oh, yeah. it. Yeah, when you find something you love, you never work a day in your life. That's right. what I was told. And it's true. Yep. Now, you do work some nights. <laughs> <laughs> some long nights. <laughs> so, anyway, let's talk about what we're smoking. Yes, sir. What are you smoking? I'm smoking the Renegade 8 from the Cigar Pack. The Cigar Pack. So, that's something that's definitely going to need to be talked about. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, you guys, uh, we've had a few things change and I'm not going to get into all that, but we've put the show pack on hold. Yes. And I'm working on what it's going to take to get it back up and running. And so right now, of course, Bryant's smoking one of the cigars from the yeah. show pack. Now, I'm going to be honest with you guys. When Bryant showed up, I asked him what he's smoking. And he said, <laughs> what do you want to smoke? And I said, it's up to you. And there's and a reason like, why. He's like, well, <laughs> show me the four pack and show me what I can smoke. And so... He asked me what I wanted to smoke, and I said, well, 
I smoked all four cigars already, so I don't have a show pack cigar. So Brian's smoking a Renegade, and I'm actually smoking a uh, flat iron from Martinez. Yes. You've been smoking some of those Martinez I gave you? Bro, I smoked one on the way. Dude. Dude, let me tell you, Martinez is knocking it out of the park. They are making themselves known. Yeah. They are making themselves known. You know what I like about it? I feel like we're getting to smoke cigars that nobody knows about. And there are people that don't. Right. And they're like, a Martinez, where would I find that? Hey, they are there. Just ask your shop. If your shop doesn't have them, go online. That's my thing. And the thing about it is we do have, we did an interview with Martinez a few weeks ago. So if you go back and look for the episode with Jesus in it, down below that episode, there is a link to the Martinez Cigar website. But yeah, they've, uh, I've actually been in communication with them. They've Mm -hmm. just basically getting back ramped yeah, up I saw that. because of the covid you know i saw a lot of those uh plantations <laughs> as you want to call them plantations in uh, nicaragua and uh, dominican republic are starting to run back wrapping back up getting back into uh that production because man we missed them right yeah. <laughs> I, I promise you i did i missed them so you know it's a hands-off um, not hands off, hats off to those companies, those families that had to endure also, but they're getting back, getting their feet back and they're getting back out there and they're working it because they know they have people that are missing them. Yeah. And I tell you what, man, you know, regardless of what you think, it is Mm -hmm. good for me to see people. Oh, yeah. Saturday. Where were you at Saturday? That was yesterday. Where where were you at? First of all, I woke up. My days are jumbled. I woke up thinking I had to go to work. I got mad at my Did phone. Did you get up early? Yeah, I got oh. mad at my phone because it goes off at 6.30. So Monday through Friday, it goes off at 6.30. So when I got up and I looked at it, it's 7 o'clock. I said, man, why did my phone go off? Then I looked and it said, Saturday. I said, oh, it's Saturday. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm like, dog. <laughs> I got up today at 7.30, and then I realized that it was 7.30, and I went back to bed and didn't get up till 9.30. <laughs> and it was nice because I get tired of getting up at 5.30. Oh, man. So anyway, uh, what happened Saturday? Saturday, Ed came over. Okay, and Paul came cool, over. Cool, man. And I ain't seen Paul since I know the Super Bowl. Right. I just had to think back. I was like, that was that Sunday now before I, I had the, uh, surgery that next day. Now I did see Paul at the uh, McAuliffe event over uh, what three weeks ago, uh-huh. four weeks ago. I did see Paul then. Okay. But uh, that was the first time that we ever were able to hang out and smoke a cigar. And so it was it was cool because I made a pot of coffee. Speaking of coffee, it was Moose Mountain Goods yes, coffee. Sir. And uh, you know what? We, we got to hang out and I sat over there. Ed sat over here, and Paul sat over here. So, <laughs> so we were still social feet. distancing, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you know the funny thing about when you go to a cigar lounge, most people social distance just naturally yeah. because it's all guys, and we're not yeah. all sitting all up on each other. It's that etiquette. You yeah, know, we share the same etiquette in the restroom. Don't stand next to me. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> give me, give me six feet of room. Give, give me my space. <laughs> so anyway, we had a great time. It was good to kind of feel that lounge experience yes, again. Yes. So that was pretty cool. I didn't get a call. Crickets. Crickets. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you what. It was not planned. I understand. It wasn't planned. And you know, but you know what we need to do is next Saturday, if it works out, you come over and let's get Larry over. I've been wanting to get Larry over forever. I'm going to call him as soon as we get out. We get done. See if he can see if he can do. You know what I mean? 
Uh, now, he told me he was going out of town soon, mm-hmm. so I don't know when he's going out of town. But if he's not going to be out of town, let's have him over gotcha. and let's smoke a couple of sticks and drink coffee. Most definitely, man. Or drink whatever. Drink you know, whatever. Larry. Yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> right. So, anyway, let's get to our pick six this week. Yes, sir. Uh, you want to go first? You want I'll me go to? first. Okay. I got three sticks that I love this week, but me go too, ahead. Bro. Go ahead. First one was the 601 Habana. Nice. Cannot go wrong with no, that. No, I'm a big fan of Espinosa. Oh. And that oh. 601 line oh. is oh. knocking it out of the park. Man, I, I love the names that they gave him, the napalm. You know, <laughs> it, it, each name identifies that stick because you see that name, you're like, okay, is that what I'm going to get? And then when you get it, you start smoking it, you start tasting it, you start feeling you like, yep, this is napalm. Yep, this is a banyo. Yep, I love this, man. That banyo hit perfectly last week. Perfect. Nice. The second one was an Alec Bradley Mundial. Oh, wow. That was a gift. I don't think I've had that one. That was a gift. I got one. I think I got one more. If I got one more, I'm going to give it to you. Was it good? Oh, bruh. It's on the list. Okay. <laughs> if it's not good, it's now not going to make my list. You know that we need to have our your top 10 and my top yeah. 10 done by the end of the month. Okay. Because we're doing the top 20. Yes. Yes. So we'll be doing our top 20 before the end of the month. You're and not going to want to miss that. I have it for you. Because I, I got some sticks that will knock your socks off. Got you, bro. My last one was a Don Pepin Garcia original. Now, I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think it's Don Pepin. Pepin. Not, Pepin. Not Pepin. I'm from the hood. Pepin. You're thinking you're thinking of uh, Scotty Pippin. <laughs> I'm from the, well, I'm from Illinois, too. So. Right. <laughs> so, so, so those are all good sticks. Pepin. I haven't had the Alec Bradley. I, I, I thought he get because uh, shout out to Shoot man, he he hooked me up with uh, with those sticks. I think he gave me two of them. If I got this that other one, I'm gonna give it to you. Oh, nice. I'm get you fried out. About Thank it. you. So this week, you know, I've done a little. Uh, traveling but i went by jerry's smoke shop on treadway have you been by there hold up <laughs> go ahead go ahead what did you get from because when you say jerry's smoke shop all i think of phillies and white Isles. right right <laughs> well you know i went in there about four years ago uh-huh. and they actually had the psycho cigar you okay. remember the psycho yeah. and i was thinking you know what i wonder if they still have those so I went over there, and they don't have a big cigar selection, no. but they do have probably about 14 different cigars. Okay. And you know what I found? What? A Connecticut Aladino. At Jerry's? At Jerry's. Dude, I was like, I walked What time he closed it? I don't know, right? <laughs> Dude. Man. Dude. At Jerry's? Yes. That's a diamond in the rough, right? I know, man. <laughs> it's, like, so, it's like sticking your hand in some cow manure and pulling the diamond. You know, you know, like you know when you find like that treasure yes. stick. I when I went in there, I was looking for the psycho. And I looked around and it was like, okay, there's Macanudo, there's Rome, Romeo and Julieta, there's uh Monte Cristo. And, you know, I was like, you know, and then I was like, Holy crap, is that an Aladino? <laughs> and the girl working there uh-huh. was like, oh, and we also have the Macanudo, and we also have, and I was like, no, 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 no. Aladino. <laughs> got the Aladino. <laughs> That's the O I want to talk about. <laughs> right. So anyway, uh, I picked up a couple of those, and then I went over to Big Springs this week. Yeah, I saw that. To the train car. Uh-huh. And, you know, he carries the Aladino. Aladino yes. So on my list this week, 
first okay. is the Connecticut Aladino. Ah. Great stick. Ah. I think it's a, about an $8 stick. Ah. If you get a chance, go buy the Jerry's and pick a couple I up. Am. And i tell you that. I want to say there was probably only about six when Did I left. you left all six of them? No, no, no. no. Okay. When I left, there was about six. Okay. So I plan on going by and picking up a couple of more because yeah, it, was, it was really good. Yes. And then, now here's number two. Okay. The Aladino. <laughs> Corojo oh. Reserva. The Aladino hey man, Corojo do, Reserva. Trying to, trying to set the bar too high dude, for me. I'm glad dude, I went first. Dude, I'm glad right. I went first. Let me tell you, <laughs> over at the train car, uh -huh. they carry Aladino. Yeah. And anyway, they had the Corojo Reserva. Have you had the Corojo Reserva? I've heard of it. Okay. Great. I, I, that's Great. what I've heard. Dude. Now, I was did a little. Did you bring another one? I, was, I did. I brought two. And I smoked the other one last night. <laughs> I was going to save you one, this but dude, we had a herf man. last night. You got nine million other sticks in there, bruh. I really don't. I really don't. But anyway, so wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're not done yet. So for my number three, I had the Aladino Cameroon. The Cameroon. So you just went Aladino uh, crazy. Dude, have you had? Well, I know you haven't yeah, had yeah, the Cameroon, the Cameroon uh, but. I will tell you this. I have a couple of Cameroons coming my way. Okay. When they get here, one's got your name on it. Let me know when they get here so I can make sure. You better, <laughs> hey, you better get over here quick. Yeah. So they, just when it, when when they arrive, let yeah. me know so I can walk in there. You'll, you'll need to get over Man. here quick. Yeah, I, I will leave work. I, I'm going to lunch early. <laughs> I have something to pick up. Right. So don't in the dude. Become. Let me tell you what. Well, you've seen my Instagram. Most definitely, it's been Aladino crazy. I was. It's wondering. like that. That. Well, you know what I haven't got my hands on though is more Aladino Maduros, yeah. and that stick blew me away. The Corojo blew me away, and the Cameroon blew me away. <laughs> now the, the Connecticut, it's a perfect cigar. And I'll tell you this: I even sent Husto a message. And I said, dude, you have possibly the best rollers in the <laughs> industry. And you know what he said? What's that? That's because my dad walks or goes around the uh, hey, the facility. Making and sure. He's, he's a perfectionist. QC, quality, quality, oh, baby. That quality check. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was something. So anyway, that's my three for the week. I'm glad I went first. Well, anyway. I, I'm going to hook you up when I get my next pack. Got you. Got you. So, anyway, hey, let's talk about McAuliffe for just a minute. There are sponsors on the show. We really appreciate those 100%. guys. And let me just tell you, what I wrote on my board is McAuliffe <laughs> makes a great cigar. That's all, it, that's all you know, we got to say. Well, let me tell you what. On the Herf last night that I had, I think we had probably 15 people show up. And I think four of the people besides myself were smoking either mm. the Medallia, the Sumatra, Ooh. the Modafina, mm. and then... Uh, what was William smoking? William, you know uh, Bill White? Yeah. He was smoking uh, Medallia. And I don't remember which one he was smoking. But I, I was like, think about this. Four out of 15 people smoking McAuliffe. Mm. That tells you something. Mm -hmm. So anyway. quality stick. Right? Yeah. So if you guys haven't tried the McAuliffe, you definitely want to check them out. There's a link on our website to become an ambassador for them. You can always go by and become an ambassador for the McAuliffe brand as well. And there's a stick named after us. Yeah. The A. <laughs> the A. The A. 
you smoke any more of those I gave Almost you, or did you definitely. put those in the bottom of your humidor? There are enough that are in the bottom that I will forget about, and they will rest. Also, I, I got to talk about this. Jay hooked me up with a, a humidor treasure. What's that? I'll let you know next week because I'm going to smoke them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, I tell you what, they I got been there for years. Oh, not oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Was that the? Uh, no. no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Was this the? Uh, uh, who was that? Was that the uh, AF? Who was it? I'm not gonna tell you. you it's you, gonna be on my list. Cause let me. Okay, okay. It's not gonna be. You're gonna have it on your list. Ooh. All right, I'll let you keep it. Ooh. So anyway, guys, we got Oswald coming up next from OM Cigars. You haven't checked them out? They're gonna be on our website this week. You can go by and check out their link. And then we'll have a quick break. And then we'll have Aaron and Mark from the Straight Cut. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Dude, I love San Andreas wrappers and that box press. Dude, you made a special cigar. Let me tell you, man. I've been telling a lot of people about it, dude. That is a great stick. I had it in my mind for a while. Um, I mean, you know, growing up in Union City, New Jersey, where there was uh, many uh, cigar rollers. And I mean, I guess you can consider yourself big time if you hold your storefront and living in your house. Yeah, and, uh, and you were on a corner property, but you know, look past it, the register, the counter, and then behind the counter, which is only about 200 square feet, grab your cigars and go. You know, there was never any lounges or any never any fancy leather chairs unless you went into New York. Ah, I got uh, you. To places like the Carnegie Club and stuff like that. But you know, they they use a lot of um, a leaf that they call uh, Piloto Cubano, which translates in English to Cuban pilot. And uh, if you've never had that. I can tell you, you probably had a Partagas Black, which is 99% of it, except for it's a Connecticut leaf. Okay. Wrapper. Yeah, I've had the so, Partagas Black many times. So, you know, you can identify quickly because it has anise, uh, which is a liquor. Uh, anise comes in two. It either comes a, in a um, sweet or a sour. Or if you've never had that type of liquor, you can probably identify a cheese little bit of a licorice taste so those were the expensive maduros that you would get okay now what happened is is that sometimes under conditions of uh, cold weather you can crack the wrapper well there was also five packs that they would sell at the grocery store of the ammo so at a very young age where i'm talking about you know where you you were already known in school in the fifth grade uh and even maybe even in the fourth grade, as covering others' books. Well, I already knew how to take a napkin, wet a cigar, and with a cutter, cut the edge off the shoulder, and then remove the wet napkin from the cigar and peel the wrapper off of it to use it on another cigar. Oh. So I had already done that with these Te Amo cigars because Te Amo was basically an entire 99% Mexican San Andreas. You can get a five-pack of them. They're considered like the taxi cab cigar. Uh, they were available in every grocery store and, uh, it's what people smoked every day, but they had their good ones that they brought from the cigar shop. Well, I, I would repair them for my mother. So that blend I had already done, which was covering, a, a Cuban pilot with a San Andreas wrapper. 
Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I stumbled upon the San Andreas wrapper probably about 18 months ago. And, you know, it's it's really not one of those wrappers or tobacco that is mainstream. And it's like when you come across that and you discover it, it's like, wow, man, that thing has got some flavors. I prefer it over the Connecticut broadleaf. And, uh, you know, I... Uh, I'm thinking if there's a next version that I'm going to do, which is uh, I'm at four now, if there's a number five, um, I got my eye on uh, either Connecticut, uh, a Honduran or an Ecuadorian, uh, Connecticut that has tooth on it and it's golden. It's like something you've never seen before. Yeah. i tell you what, that number four, man, I love the toothy wrapper on that. And I mean, it's just beautiful. And I got to give you props for a really nice looking band that that band you designed or whoever designed it for you knocked it out of the park as well, brother. Isn't that simple? Yeah, I really like it. I mean, simplicity and it's not overdone and, you know, People who listen to Cigar Talk know that one of my biggest pet peeves is whenever a cigar has like two or three bands on it. And it's like, I don't want to unwrap it from the bands. I just want to smoke it. Yeah, I, I hear what you mean. I've got plenty of pet peeves, too. Uh, I don't <laughs> think that I can, you know, want to chase the rabbit hole down that rabbit hole and, and use this uh this intermission for your listeners. Right. For my own, uh, you know psychiatric development but <laughs> uh, no no ninjas no smurfs and uh no uh buddy riding a motorcycle with cornrows on his head hey well let, let introduce yourself to everybody so everybody knows who we have on the show today yeah my name is Osvaldo morales and i'm from new jersey you're originally from new jersey nice i was born in miami in a jewish hospital oh okay mm-hmm. so how'd you make the uh the way up to uh, new york or New you Jersey, know, I, uh, you, you know what? They, they, uh, my parents they uh, they went to Miami and um, they just came back up for to New York, and that's uh, that's originally when my mother came from Cuba. Uh, I believe it was sixty three or sixty four, uh, possibly could have even been sixty two. I have to look at the records. Uh, they, my mother came straight to New York. Okay. And what, let me ask you this. What year were you born? How old are you? I think I'm 45 or 46. I stopped counting the candles. <laughs> I hear you, man. 75 I, I was born. I, I started long. Well, you're, you're about six years older than me. I was born in 69. So, uh, you remember a little bit about the seventies. And so, uh, you know, that era is special to me. And I mean, think about when you were, you know, becoming a teenager back in the eighties and then going into the nineties, man, that's when the cigar boom really hit. So was that inspirational to you to get into the cigar industry? Were you a fan of cigars back in those days? Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer that. I just wanted to correct something that my mother came in 62 or 63. I was born in 75. Oh, okay. And the eighties was uh was right around that time where I was allowed to go uh and play outside unsupervised. So at around five years old you can go to the neighborhood and do, you know, pretty much take it around the block if you wanted to, so long as you got back in before it was dark. Right. And the eighties was uh uh listen, the only difference that I got to see was in that in my neighborhood you just got to see more people that didn't speak Spanish. Oh really? Uh, and 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 you know they were kind of like tourists. Oh wow! Um, but 
educated. They knew where to get their stuff and nothing had bands on it. It was a blend. You know, you uh, you walked into a shop and you you asked for something and they can tailor it for you. Oh, wow. So so I don't understand where this word boutique comes from. You know, I guess it's supposed to mean, you know, my, I guess my understanding of boutique is when you walk into a tailor and he has your neck and your arm length on a card and he can tailor you a shirt. So if you walk into something that's boutique, you get something that's tailored for you. And that's what my experience with that word is. I don't I don't understand how they use that now. I guess they're referring to people that are producing under 3,000 cigars a batch. Uh, I'm not real sure what the number would be, but w- the way I see it is I like boutique and I don't really do a lot of the uh, big conglomerate cigar company cigars because they don't really uh, pay attention to construction and the quality control like you guys that are making a smaller amount of cigars. Because, I mean, when you make cigars, you make every cigar as perfect as you can and i mean i know it's a hand-rolled product and when you have you know man making things that there's mistakes made but the level of quality control that boutiques have versus a company that's making millions of cigars they just lose the quality control uh in the big numbers you guys focus because every cigar represents your name and your brand so that's one of the reasons that i love boutique cigars because you guys take such great care into making the best product possible yeah yeah you know i i uh the, the cigars are all made by women uh, you know mostly the sorting and uh yeah even the rolling too there's pairs that are married um but, uh, you know, there's um, what you can say is, um, I guess I'm a little bit of a pest, you know, when I show <laughs> up at the factory. Yeah. You know, and I, and I uh, you know, there's a machine that uh, that does air vacuuming uh, for draws and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I want to go play with the machine and do stuff like that. And they tell me not to leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of a pest. They're like, get you out know? of here, man. Let us do our job. And uh, that didn't take much. You know, you, you look, you you need luck, and you also need to know when to listen. And um, my idea was doing what I saw growing up. You know, whether it was in an apartment or it was in a storefront, you, uh, you wet your wrappers. You had your binders, you had your fillers, uh, you rolled them up. You tried to accomplish 300 a day with two pairs. If you had uh, with with a pair, with a single pair, with two pairs, you can produce 600 a day. And that's what I thought. I was going to grab ingredients, I was going to grab bales, and I was going to bring them back to New Jersey. And uh, you know, I I uh, before I discovered the factory, I was turned on by a woman who used to roll for the Fuentes. And uh, for many years, uh, and then went on her own. And she's got a, a little, like, you can call it some type of a tropical lounge that's made up in, in Nawa off the coast. And if you're speeding more than 35 miles, you'll probably pass her. And there's only one side, one sign that says cigars. But the sign is, is uh, I mean, it's it's cattle ranch. And there's no arrow that tells you you got to look for it across the street. <laughs> right. Yeah, I passed it twice, and uh, and then I insisted that you know we need to stop there. 
And I told her what I was thinking, and she said to me, you're going to find it difficult to get the quality in construction from an employer over there than you are here. And the rollers over there, they're on set salaries. And um, some of them, uh, you know, if not all of them, they're all, you know, veterans. And uh, they have a special way of doing that. And in into bottle where they sort of, um, it's like uh, crushing together an accordion instead of wrapping in a rig roll. So those take a little bit more time and uh, you can pack more tobacco in there. So I'm, uh, I'm happy with the fact that, you know, I'm giving you the most tobacco for your dollar. Yeah. I'm happy and with the fact that it's good quality stuff. So at number four, you saw it pressed. You, you didn't find any soft spots on it. I No, no soft sure. spots at all. It smoked solid. And you know what I loved about it? Because of how much tobacco you pack into that cigar, the construction was so good. You know, some people put too much tobacco in there and then it has a tight draw. But yours was yeah. firm, but still had a great draw. And the burn, man, the burn was fantastic. Uh, the ash was just beautiful. So I was like, man, these guys, I mean, when you're smoking a cigar that the ash just stays, you know, packed. I mean, I thumped it a couple of times and it didn't even fall off after it was like an inch and a half long. And I was like, that's good construction. Yeah, that's uh, that's also, you know, the uh, the levels in the soil. You know, you you got uh, you got good potassium and good calcium levels in the soil. Uh, when you burn the combustible, you're going to get what you witnessed. Oh no, kidding! And you know, we chase a magical burn line. Uh, listen, when you're being reviewed uh, by any type of judge, they're going to judge you on uh, on appearance and construction one, two, and three, and then you know flavors, transitions. Uh, those things you can't uh, you can't pass them by uh, a novice. They would count as you know they'd be in there in the top three for priority of a reviewer. But the very very end, uh, it's at the discretion of the reviewer. Sure, you sure. Know, and, and it's what they what their palate can handle and what what their palate is. Uh, we change. You know, some people uh, they used to smoke something. And uh, they go on a long trip to the left and they divert before they ever realize that they come right back to what they knew what was good and uh, is consistently good. So I started naming these things essential blend. Oh, very so nice. So that they weren't lost, you know, and uh, they were exactly the way that I remember them. And it's, uh, it's hilarious to me now that everybody's every other word out of their mouth now is essential because that determines whether the state or um, believes whether you should be open for business or not. So that's the word that everybody uses. Now, every other word out of their mouth is, is essential now. So that's completely coincidental and, and probably hilarious to me. <laughs> okay. So, you know, what I, you know, I, I smoke some of these like small boutique cigars on a regular basis, but when I come across cigars like yours, 
I consider it to be a hidden gem type cigar because, you know, uh, OM cigars is not on the tip of every cigar smoker's mouth, their lips. You know, a lot of people don't know about it. And I kind of compare it to like people who look for the best bourbons. And the thing about it is you're always on a hunt for the, 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 you know, small batch that somebody made and it's hard to find. And when you discover one, you get really excited about it. And that's the way I am with OM cigars. You guys are like this hidden gem that a lot of cigar smokers would be like, man, I would love to find that cigar. So that's one of the reasons that we wanted to have you on the show to have a platform that people can find your cigars. Because when I find something that special, uh, I like to share it after I've had mine. Yeah, no, and I, I agree with you, but, you know, you, you have to do something that uh, you have to be able to back it up with good customer service. You have to, uh, the people, they're, they're not my customers, they're my friends, you know, and I uh, I enjoy smoking with my friends uh, and discussing what my ideas are. So, uh, you know, their ideas are probably something that I may have overlooked and and I can experiment with. And it's important to make sure that the people that are not only not keeping you a secret and helping you to be in existence, to continue to uh, get to know them on a first-name basis and, uh, and serve, you know? You, you have to be able to, uh, to serve them and make right by them. And I think that that's uh, something that, like an oath, like a secret oath, that you would say to yourself, I'm always going to be humble. I am, you know, nothing is, it, it, this is not going to change me. If I get asked for an autograph or a picture, you know, I, I, I'm not going to determine who's the person asking me for this. I am just going to let it happen, you know, and that, that determines, and it, it depends on the goals that you have, you know, because if, if what you have is goals to, uh, to just, uh, you know, get rich quick find something else to do yeah that's you're not that you're in the wrong game if that's what you're looking for yeah this 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 whole thing you know it was mostly uh the completion of something that i've always wanted to do and it was a cigar for my mother rob and it's done that was the number one i got it out of the way Uh, (laughs) you know and and the rest sort of falls into a category of whatever but guess what? Whatever is what I haven't experienced in, and whatever might be something that you've never experienced. And that whatever, it's not a secret. It's sure. essential. Right. And I think I'm doing it. I'm doing it pretty good. Well, let me tell everybody, if you haven't heard of OM Cigars, you owe it to yourself to go by their website. Their website is www.omcigars.com. Go by and check out all their different cigar line. Uh, I mean, these guys are making something special. And I mean, the presentation you guys have come up with, the colors, the bands is fantastic, beautiful sticks. And that the appearance is fantastic, but once you light up that stick and start smoking it, that's where the hidden gem comes in. And I'm telling you, I you guys have gone up very high on my list, and uh, we've actually got our top 20 coming out 
uh, next month. And I wouldn't be surprised to see that your cigar makes that top 20, brother. You know, it's not, it's gonna, it's not a secret. That's the, the, the part that we can celebrate that we can celebrate that it's not a secret anymore. And then, uh, what's astonishing is that you think where you're from in New Jersey, they'd be the first ones to take you serious. And at this point, you know, it's coming from Texas first. Oh, really? And, and that, that was, uh, come on, Rob. You, you listen, Rob. You, you know, even in this radio business, you tell your friends you got an idea and you want to do it. And they, uh, and I'm telling this to your listeners. If you want something and you determine yourself to do it, to do it right, to be honest, to have morals, it will get done. But don't expect the ones closest to you to do anything but cheerlead for you from a very far distance with a pair of binoculars and wait till you trip. So it's, uh, and I didn't think it was going to be like that, but it is like that. So well, Texas is the first to take me serious. Hey, well, we're, I'm, we're I'm serious. We're serious cigar smokers down here, man. We, we know good quality <sighs> cigars when we find them. Oh, Rob, I'm finding it out. I'm, I'm seeing that there are, there are guys in Dallas, there are guys in Austin, and there are guys outside of those places that they very much are in search of those gems. Absolutely, man. So tell me about this. Al, how long have you been in the cigar industry? You're not going to believe it. I've been around cigars all my life. All your life. The, the idea of uh, while being on vacation and uh, bringing back a cigar for my mother turned into uh, a tax identification, uh, a trademark logo, it, it, that's, it started to become a business. The answer to your question is June. So you started and, in June of last year? Yeah, man. Man, uh, dude. And, and that was bringing bringing my ideas back in a suitcase without deciding. So I didn't even decide or approve till November. There wow. wasn't even a band till January. So if you truly want to give it a date, you know, we'd say December 19th. Wow. That's, that's amazing, man. That is really amazing. Cause I mean, you know, you can tell that you have a history with cigars and experience because you didn't come out with your first cigars that were mediocre or pretty good. You came out with something that's special. So hats off to you for that. It's like that movie, the Christmas story. You keep asking that kid what he wants for Christmas and he blurs it out. And everybody just tells him, yeah, shoot yourself in the eye. <laughs> well, I met the right person. Uh, he's responsible for the Big Poppy. He's responsible for a Cimarron. He's uh, running a sleeping giant right now in the Dominican Republic that you would think is, if you were standing in it, you would think that you were in a brokerage firm of tobacco. Wow. And when the other guys get in trouble and they run out, he saves the day. But it's only now... You know, he's doing his, he's been doing his own branding for, uh, for the last decade and he's quiet about it, but he's got a lot of private labels, a lot of predicate blends. And he heard what I said when they asked me what I want. And he never told me I would shoot myself in the eye. 
Nice. He wrote it down on a piece of paper. He translated it. And we got to work. And when most would quickly discover uh, a picky, uh, pesky uh, person that knows too much for his own good, <laughs> he found me to be a challenge. That's perfect, man. That's awesome. So what was, when was your first trip down to the DR? First time ever was in June. Wow. So you went yeah. down there with a mission, and you met the guy, and he was like, let's do it. Let's get it going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I can uh, – his name is Ram Rodriguez. He runs El Artista, and, and I can never forget to mention – uh, the person that pointed me in that direction, which is Vivian and Nawa, who had that history with the Fuentes, was on her own. And uh, and she rolls her own cigars and she's got her own uh, her own blends and things like that. And, uh, you know, you, you just uh, you, you have to concentrate on one thing. And when you can concentrate and focus on one thing. And again, I want your listeners to know that anything it is that they determine, that anything it is that they want or they dream of, I want them to know that if they can touch it. It's real, and they can make it happen. Amen, man. Amen. I, I, you know, and you know, here's what I say to people because here's the words that got this show started: was I was inspired by someone who basically said, "Get off your ass and get started," because as long as you have an an idea, it's just an idea. But if you get off your ass and you get started, you're willing to put in the work, then you can make it happen. It sounds like exactly what you've done. Yeah, I know. And, and in turn, you know, once it's done, you've inspired others, haven't you? Because Al tells me you discovered him at Cigar Talk, uh, the good cigar. He says you discovered him and, he, and you basically gave him the same message. Pal, you're pretty good at this. Well, he, it turns out that he is. Yeah, I, I, I'm really proud of what he's done over there at the Good Cigar. We're big fans of Al's, and we're big fans of his show. We're a big fan of his wife, too. She's the co-host. She does an amazing job. They're a great fit together, and so we're we're real happy to be associated with Al over there at the Good Cigar. They're doing good things. And we've talked about your cigar behind the scenes just between me and him and we were both thoroughly impressed so that says something about your cigar brother i read the body language you know if uh if i would have been in that room like a little fly i kind of would have uh, wanted to see you know at what point the first third the middle of the second third at what point did you guys start staring at it and ask yourselves what the hell is in this thing well, I'll tell you, for me, it was about three quarters into the first third. I was just like, wow, this is this is something special. Because, you know, the first time I smoke a lot of boutique cigars and, you know, some of them are good. Some of them are, you know, better than good. But yours was something that after about three quarters of the way in on the first third, I was like, I kind of sat up and took notice. I was like, these guys are serious. Okay. Now, that's exactly what my goal is. My goal is that to be taken serious, but it's very difficult. It's very difficult when you're the new guy, the young guy, or the guy that nobody's ever heard of. True, true. So, so the only factoring difference here is, is not that I've never been heard of because I'm not going to be a secret anymore, but that opens the door to having the opportunity that when 
somebody lights that cigar, they know they got a surprise coming to them. Start taking notes. Well, I I I think that you're going to be uh, pretty well known here pretty shortly. Uh, what you're doing over there, making these cigars. I mean, just just take a look at them, guys. If you go by his website and look at the different blends he has, when you look at the cigars, I mean, it's different. It's it's quality that you can see. They're beautiful. But then when you light it up, you're going to be in for a surprise. And, I mean, you're you're going to know that you found something that you're going to want to keep finding until, you know, I, I keep going back to them. I'll tell you that. I've You've seen me post them on Instagram, and I, I'm looking for my next one. I promise you that. It's in the mail already. I just, I'm, <laughs> you, you know, the one thing that I am not going to lose sight of because everybody has something that drives them. And uh, here's uh, the thing that, that puts the oil in my gears. I myself have paid $14. I myself knew that I didn't like it at the second, third. But the worst part about the fourteen, dollars I didn't lose my 401k. I didn't lose my benefits. I lost 14 bucks, and I lost an hour and change of my time that I'll never get back is to get into the third, the final third. And for the thing to turn into a truck and bomb out on you and look like something going down the highway, blowing black diesel smoke, <laughs> right? That, that you have to toss it in the garbage because you can't even purge it. Now, all of them burn clean all the way to the end. I've reached that. I've accomplished that. And I've accomplished the next level, which is like taking good Italian food or good soul food, leaving it alone for a day, putting it away, and warming it back up on the next day. When it's can even you better. Oh, Can you, you remember it? I, and you ask yourself, how did this become better? Took time. Yeah. Yeah, some some things they marry themselves very well, and uh, you know it's it's in those blends that are essential. Well, and I can tell you this and, just just by looking at your website, what I love, you know, what my favorite page on your website is is seed to smoke. I mean, you can tell that you are very passionate about the entire process because that page actually shows you pictures from planting the seeds all the way down to smoking the cigar. And that tells me everything I need to know about you right there, um, brother. Um, Robert, I'm not hiding anything from anybody. Uh, it's not, you know, field day. These guys are coming in with cameras. I need everybody with matching polo shirts. This is what it is every day. And when you go through seats to smoke through those pictures, all of those women that you see on there, they're all veterans. And any one of those women could be your mother. Wow. It's impressive, man. I mean, go by and look at the pictures on his website on the page for Seed to Smoke. It's really impressive. Shows you every aspect from Seed to Smoke. It's really amazing story. Yeah, there's there's no uh, frills there. There's no uh, rehearsal or dress up for the camera. This this is what it is every day, you know. And it's uh, it's what's appreciated. 
Well, I tell you what, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate what you've done. I appreciate the passion. I, I appreciate your entrepreneurship and getting this started. I think you're going to be very successful. I think that uh, once uh, people learn who you are and you're about your cigars, that they're going to become a big hit. And I can say right now that they're a hidden gem, but I don't expect it to stay hidden for very long. Look, we all got fights. My fight right now, and my goals are to deliver. And, uh, you know, delivering is uh, is important. And the only thing standing in the way of delivering right now is where I've been losing sleep with the FDA. And the good news is I've landed on the page where I have to be. I know where I have to file the tobacco uh, product numbers, which are TP numbers. I'm waiting for them to get back to me with those numbers. And the good news is it doesn't look like I'm going to lose any other blends. In fact, I've reserved a few more. Oh, very nice, man. Very nice. Well, hey, man, that's going to wrap it up for this uh, interview. We want to say thank you for taking the time to come on the show and tell us your story. And uh, as always, brother, if there's anything that Cigar Talk can do for you, if you need a hand, we're here for you, man. Feel free to reach out at any time. Anything else, Rob, you want to ask me? It doesn't matter how embarrassing it is. Uh, you know what? I don't have any embarrassing questions. You know, I'm, I'm afraid to ask that because we kind of started and I couldn't hear you. And then all of a sudden I could hear you and you're asking me if, you know, if I like being tied up and that kind of thing. So I don't know if I want to ask you any embarrassing questions. Uh, that's good. Um, you know, cigar smoking is ceremonial. And, uh, the message here is, there's time and sacrifice that goes into that finished product that the common consumer never gets to see. They're going to see it, um, a glimpse in the seat to smoke. But if you're trapped there doing it every day, you have to be passionate about it. And uh, when you take a cigar and you start lighting 4,000 degree flames to it, uh, whether it's mine or anybody else's, I ask people that that's the moment to consider the work that's gone into it and uh, make it even, toast it, take your time with it, enjoy it, um, get a burn line coming two millimeters off the edge, you know, make sure that you're, uh, you're straight and toasted and then take your time to enjoy it. And that is really all I want for the reviewers to do. To give me a fair shot. They're going to see it. Oh, I, I can't wait to hear some other feedback from people who've smoked your cigar, man. I, I, I think it's going to be pretty fantastic. Thank you, Rob. Well, hey, man, like I said, if you need anything from us, feel free to reach out at any time, brother. We'll be here for you, man. Oh, well, my plans are, if this is the case and Texas is taking me serious, I'm on a road trip, so you know that I'll land over by you. Hey, man, we want to see you come on down here to Texas. We'll hang out, smoke sticks, and let everybody know about them, man. All right. All right, brother. We'll have a good day. We'll talk to you soon, man. If you enjoyed that interview with Oswald, man, that dude makes some great cigars. I hope that brick and mortars take notice and get his cigars into the shop. If you get the opportunity, you can go by his website. We'll have a link down below the show notes for him as well. And now we've got Mark and Aaron from the Straight Cut coming up. And uh, 
there's a little bit of animosity between my co-host and their host. He's he's been throwing out a lot of digs about a certain football team in red. That was not last his, year. Not his. Oh, that oh. So now that was last year. Last year. See, I'm not a cowboy fan. I don't hold on to the past. Hey, he's not a cowboy fan either. I know, <laughs> but I don't hold on to the past. You know, I here here's go. here's my thing. What's that? You're champion until someone else is. Hey. Right? So they've been saying that for 20 years to you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying with the Kansas City Chiefs. I understand totally. I, you're the I champion until there's a new one. I understand totally. I totally do. I do. You know, there for 14 months, eight, <laughs> 14 months. What? No, 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 no. 24 months. The Cowboys could say that. 30 years ago, or however long it's been. <laughs> I, I just can't believe that there are actually strong Cowboy fans dude, that are dude, under 30. Dude, dude, That are under 30. What about under 25? <laughs> I mean, you might not even know the Cowboys won a Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. <laughs> if you're 25 years old, how would you know? Definitely. The only way you can watch that is on an apparatus that was called a video cassette uh, player. Now, let me ask you this, though. Uh-huh. When is the last time the 49ers won a Super Bowl? It was. I didn't ask when the last time they were in one. Oh, it was uh, right before y'all won y'all last one because y'all stole Dion from us. So it was in, I want to say, 92. Yeah, y'all stole Dion from us. Well, we won in 94 and 95. So, so I it was guess 93. 93, okay. Because yeah. we won in 92. We won in 93. Yeah, because y'all went in 92. We got Dion. We won in '93. Then y'all got, y'all stole him from us and gave us uh, Ken Norton Jr. And Dude, and <laughs> y'all went back twice again. <laughs> yeah, and I tell you what, that's and I know being a Cowboy fan, it was really great. But football in that era was great. Oh, it was a different game. It was then, a totally man. different game. I mean, running backs dominated. Dom- well, running backs dominated this year. Look. look. What did they do to us? Yeah, but who won the Super Bowl? And what did they use? They used their running backs too. Well, they 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 realized we got there because was, of our running backs. Was, yeah, but who was the MVP of Super Bowl? Oh yeah, I mean you can say running backs. Come on, come on. Running backs no longer that, dominate. That, dude, the that game. dude is in a he's in a realm of his own. Oh, he's dude, in a realm. They were of talking his, about possible own. contracts. And there, and I was listening. His is going to be—he's going to be the first billion-dollar football no. player. <laughs> they said I was listening to Shannon Sharp, and he was saying two fifty. Yeah, his next contract is going to be a five-year deal for two fifty. Easy. And I'll tell you what—you know—we don't normally get off on a lot of rants about football, but I'll tell you this: Dak is in a bad situation. He, Dak, is good for the Cowboys, but. If you took if you transplanted both of those quarterbacks and Mahomes went to the Cowboys and Dak Oh, went, oh, oh, oh please let that happen. He <laughs> he Mahomes would have taken the Cowboys and it would be the thing is he he is in a realm he's he's above. It's 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 it's, it's totally separate. And then the things that this young man can do with that ball. Yeah. And, no, and, matter, mind, and no matter what position he's you know, in. I used I used to I used to when I uh uh, uh, coach uh, high school ball in St. Louis. I was the backs and receivers coach. And I used to I used to train my quarterbacks and my receivers to always be aware, even though he's not looking at you. Be ready for the ball. And I used to tell my quarterback Rowe, who actually went pro as a receiver though, but I used to tell him, you need to be able to throw and not look at the person. And and who does that? 
Nobody now, but now, now he's yes, and you saw and how how it affects a defense because you're taught as a linebacker and a and a cornerback to do what follow his eyes, right? And well, if I'm looking at Rob, (laughs) and I throw to a person over here to my right that I wasn't looking at, and it's not just I threw it out there because I he should be there. It's dead on. It's on the money. It's a spiral. It hits him dead in his dude, chest. Dude, dude, I, Who I've does seen, this? I've seen him throw a left hand. That's what pass. I was getting ready to go to. You, 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 you're forcing him to. You're forcing him to the right, and he realizes he can't throw from the right to the person that's to his left. So he switched his hand. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's done Bruh. some crazy. He takes. Bruh. Athleticism to the quarterback position a to a whole new level. A different skill set. Now, now going back to Dak though, he's in a bad position because he's already franchised franchised for thirty five mil. Yep, he doesn't have a lot to bargain with. Nope. <laughs> and the Cowboys have the nope. option to franchise tag him next year. Yep. Again, and he will get it and, next year again. And so, the only thing that will change that. Is if he takes uh, your team to the, to the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl and, and wins, then, it. and then we're not going to be able to afford him. Yeah, he has. To, it has to be one. Right. So here's the thing on that though, knowing that we're going to pay him thirty five million, and we've already offered him thirty five million, mm-hmm. and he turned Took it down. It down. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll pay you thirty five, and if you don't perform, we're done. Bye. Yeah, we, we've already got your replacement we're signed. Right. <laughs> we've already well, see, got him signed. I'm going to tell you this right now. I would rescind the offer. Hmm. I wouldn't even franchise him. I would go with the quarterback they brought in, and I don't even remember his name. Dalton. Dalton. So Dalton. And let me tell you why. First of all, I'm paying Andy Dalton $3 million. Tell the truth. Dude. Because here's the thing. What did the Cowboys do last year? They were 8-8. Eight and eight. My thing is. 8-8. Eight and eight. Looking at what Mahomes did. Looking at what other guys do. I mean, you can go with uh, what's the name in Baltimore. His contract is going to be look, crazy. Look at, looking at what these guys are doing in the league now and what you're doing. When they, when Dallas offered me that contract, I'd have signed with a, with a, with a, with a feather and dumped it in some ink. Well, here's what it would have been so fast. But you know what I think is the problem? I think Dak's agent is saying, you know what's about to happen is these guys mm. are fixing to be in the 45 yes. to $50 million dollar yes. range, so don't cut yourself short yes. now. But here's the thing. You gotta have You're that not skill in set. their position. Yeah, you don't have a skill set. You don't. You're, you 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 took the Cowboys to the playoffs twice, mm-hmm. but last year you finished 8-8. Eight and eight. We gave you the players. <laughs> we signed the best running back in football for you. But see, the thing is. We have a top five wide receiver for you. We have probably a top five offensive line for you. It comes down to. But we didn't have a coach for you. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had a coach since he pushed Tuna out the door. No, no, no. We haven't had a coach since Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy left. Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. But see, the thing with Jimmy Johnson, he did he didn't kowtow to him. Right. So even Parcells did. Yeah, and that's Parcells was the coach, but he didn't stand. Right. He didn't stand. And that's what cost him. But Jimmy Johnson, Ooh. that's why he got fired yeah, was because he, he wouldn't fold. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was yeah. his team. Oh yeah. And I'm gonna win the Super Bowl for you. You sit down, and shut up, Jerry. And this is the thing about it. The check. He showed that it was just his team because they put Switzer in there. 
Right. And switch it didn't coach. They won without switching. But anyway, let's get off. All this. right, all right. Let's get on to the straight cut. <laughs> yes, sir. You guys, if you haven't checked these guys out, they're good friends of ours. They do a great show. They are out of the West End Cigar Lounge. Fantastic lounge. Aaron actually works there. Yep. And so you definitely want to go by and check out their podcast. You can find them on Spotify. You can find them on iTunes. But we've got them coming up next, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, thanks for hanging through the break. We have two special guests, good friends of mine, one of my favorite cigar shows uh, that I listen to. We have Aaron and Mark from The Straight Cut. If you haven't checked them out, you're definitely going to want to go by. Check out their show. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of these two guys, so let's get them onto the show. How are you doing today, Aaron and Mark? I'm doing good over here. Doing good, Rob. Good to hear your voice. Well, you make me feel special. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> so let's let's go back in time. I mean, you guys have been doing the show now for over a year, right? Yeah, we just had um, episode 60, I believe, just came out. Um, our full episode, we do little half episodes we started doing a couple months ago. So total, we've done like 65 or so. Um, but yeah, we've been, we've been around since uh, May, April, May of 2018. Um, we've been around for, you know, little over a year, year and a couple months. I got you. So uh, for you guys that don't know, I actually met Aaron from Instagram. He's uh, known as the Viking. And so actually when we started Cigar Talk, uh, and I guess really at the time it was just me because Bryant hadn't come on the show yet. And so we had been talking and, you know, uh, he was letting me know that he was listening to Cigar Talk and he was giving me feedback because I actually love getting real feedback and with Aaron you don't get you know hey you did a great job you get hey you should definitely work on this and you should work on this so I appreciated that from Aaron and that's how we kind of became friends and then he told me he was starting a podcast because he really loved everything that I do and so no, I'm just kidding you there on that. <laughs> <laughs> no he told me they were starting a podcast and I, you know of course I was like hey man you guys need any help at all feel free to reach out because that's how the cigar community is we're here to help each other we're not it's not like a competition and you know yeah. I mean there's not I know there's a lot of cigar shows out there but it's not like there's you know as many cigar shows as there are tv shows which would be in competition but I mean you know, I listened to about four or five different cigar shows, and you guys are one of them. So, I mean, I listen to a lot of other podcasts that are not cigar shows. So, there's plenty of time to listen to other shows. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and and we're we're the same way. So, yeah, I found you. So, with my work, um, I work. I'm a carpenter, so I'm always have my headphones in just to get noise away in in our in our shop and everything. And I just got tired of listening to music one day. So I was like, you know what? I want to listen to another podcast. So I was like, eh, you know, I work at a cigar lounge. Let me see what's out there in cigar wise. And I found you and I think you were on like episode three or four. I mean, it was very early. That was when it was rough. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was, I mean, it's, it's the total, you know, the opposite end of the pendulum of what you are right now. Um, but I think I listened to all of them, uh, that one afternoon I found you on Instagram and I just reached out. I was like, hey, I like your show. You know, I work at a cigar lounge, blah, blah, blah. And I said, like, me and, me and my buddy, who worked here at the same time, too, my old partner, like, we've been wanting to do a cigar show or a podcast for at least a year we talked. Um, but, yeah, we, uh, you know, I've always said, like, the straight cut is around because 
you know, Cigar Talk and you helped, you know, get us off the ground. You, you, you answered every question that I needed answered, you know, got me in touch with, uh, you know, the, the kind of equipment I need, uh, do the editing, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I mean, the straight coat, honestly, wouldn't be around without uh, your help. So, I mean, I know you were jokingly saying that, but it's, I mean, honestly, it's pretty no, true. I, and, and, you know, I was happy to do it because, you know, you had given me a lot of good feedback, which was very helpful. And so, but, you know, it's a brother, you know, the cigar community. Yeah. We're all brothers and sisters, and that's what we're here for. So if I can Absolutely. help anybody, I will. So let's, let's yeah, talk yeah. about your, you started the show with Steve. Now, how long was Steve on the show? Yeah, so Steve was here uh, for at least half the episodes, about six yeah. months. Um, and I I worked with Steve for four years at uh, West End Cigars up here in Little Rock. Yeah. And he was the uh, the manager, you know, good friend of ours, uh, both me and Mark, and still is. Still is. Um, but he ended up getting a, an opportunity to become a uh, sales rep for Ashton. Um, so, you know, by, I mean, yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta take that. Because Ashton Sell is out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Or, or, or as, or as some of our listeners say, trader, um, <laughs> but no, I mean, um, you know, he, when he left, I wasn't sure what was going to go with the show. Um, I've known Mark, uh, you know, as long as I've been coming, as long as both of us has been, have been coming to West End. Oh, I did not uh, realize you know, know each other that long. Oh yeah. Oh, we, yeah. yeah. When we're both some of the OGs of the shop, you know, the shop has yeah. been open going on six years now and we've been here pretty much since day one. Um, you know, and so I wasn't sure what was going to happen with the show. Um, I had plenty of people come up to me and say, Hey, you know, I heard you're looking for a partner, but you know, I wasn't looking for a yes man. Um, I was looking for somebody who I could actually have disagreements with on the air. Oh, sure I thought content. you were looking for a yes woman. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not looking for that either. Dude. <laughs> but no, th so then actually, uh, Brandon, the owner of the shop, uh, came up to me and he was like, "Hey, um, have you thought about Mark?" And I was like, "Yeah, I mean that'd be cool, but knowing but what Mark he, does, but, but he's so old." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very old. Well, so and that and, and that grumpy. was and that was one of the things that I, I had to take into account because you know both me and Steve we were you know in the younger demographic of cigar smokers, but yeah, twelve. Um, but like. You know, we had a voice. We had a different yep. outlook because we, we were both uh, certified retail tobacconists at a shop. Um, yep. You know, and then Mark, you know, he used to own a shop. So I was okay. like, I was like, man, that's almost like it's it, it, it was almost too easy um, of a transition because now we now the show has a different perspective as somebody in the older uh, demographic that can, you know, give some a little insight to what the cigar community is and not just two viewpoints of the younger uh, demographic. Well, I'll tell you this. I think, it adds a, <laughs> I, I think it adds a really good dynamic to the show. I love yeah, the age difference and the different perspective that you guys have. And I think it really, I mean, I'm not knocking Steve in any way, so don't take it that way. I just think it adds a new dimension that you didn't have before. It, it does, you know, and we didn't have to change the show very much at all. Um, because one of the things that we say, you know, our show is 40% cigar, 60% BS, and honestly, nothing really changed about that. Um, the, we, we, we tweaked and fine-tuned a few things, um, but all for the good. Um, not saying that anything was bad beforehand. It was just like every episode there's always room for improvement. So now it just, we just take it that next step. Uh, well, I was, I was going to question your numbers. You said 40% cigars and 60% BS. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking 20% cigars. Uh, yeah. You know, some shows, yeah, <laughs> definitely yeah. like that. Yeah. There's a lot of shows that are like that. Yeah. One of the things that I enjoy about Rob 
is that you do such a great job interviewing. And you talk about those early episodes. I, I was listening from early on mm-hmm. as well. Because you I mean, is we all get better at the craft. I mean, you, one of the things we don't do is, you know, we don't do as much cigar stuff. We do a lot of yeah. cigar stuff, but we bring a different angle at it. You do such a great job. I love the interviews. I mean, I, I've learned so much uh, from, especially the critique interviews with people that I wouldn't have access to. I, I love that. I mean, that's, that's fabulous. That's, I love that. We, we come from a B&M point of view. We talk to people that are different um, within the industry. So, um, you know, that's, that's where, when you talk about all the podcasts that are within the, um, within the cigar area, you know, that's, that's our different, our different angle. And, and Aaron and I do argue all, all the time both on the podcast and off. <laughs> and, and the reason is, is because we have different views of the world. And, there is a difference between being a tobacconist and working in the shop and owning the shop. Mm-hmm. And some of the early episodes, you know, we talked a lot about, like I, you know, talked about the finances of how a shop structured and all that stuff. And, you know, I thought it, it created interesting discussions, but yeah, we also um, can get silly and all those things as well. Yeah. So. I mean, and I've, and we've always said, you know, um, you know, there's plenty of shows out there like yours, for example, if you want that deep interview with, a, a, a roller or with a blender or whatever yeah. like that. You no know, cigar talk is where you go. We started, me and Steve started the straight cut uh, for one, because we were just going to give, give it to everybody straight. Um, you know, there's no pull, pulling punches, but we also, since we both worked at a lounge, we want it to be, to be like, you just set a mic up in the lounge, push record because there's plenty of people that don't have access to cigar lounges. So we want to kind of give, them that vibe and that experience to, you know, if you're in the middle of, you know, Wyoming and you don't have access to a cigar lounge, but you're a cigar guy or girl, um, you know, you now have that avenue to get that, uh, to get that, uh, sure. you know, audio. So let me I ask you call this. Out in part- no, go ahead, Mark. Yeah. I wanted to call out in particular the interview you did with uh, Jesus from Martinez Cigars, mm-hmm. which I thought was particularly uh, good. Um, and if you have, I mean, I, you know, I'm, uh, that's the one I was listening to today. Um, you know, we've, we've been smoking some of those cigars this week and how much we're enjoying those. But, um, you know, that was a particularly good example of a boutique cigar that is um, rising and we're excited about um, talking about. But uh, I love the interview. Hey, it's that's funny that you, you say that. that. Don't do. It's funny that you say that because that's what I was smoking on the first half of the show was a flat iron from Martinez. Now, have you guys had the flat iron yet? Uh, we have not, but we uh, oh. we are we're going. So we have some, but we are going to uh, do that for one of our reviews because that is one thing we we have started doing the past four or five months. Is you know I I reach out to our listeners and I always ask like what do you want to hear? What do you want content wise from us? And some people were saying you know we like how you talk about the cigars, so do more of that like review wise. So we's like you know what that's fair. So we now just do kind of half episodes where we just strictly geek out. On cigars, but the one the one thing that we try to do is that we do it on a cigar that neither one of us have had. Yeah, so we I like go in that. totally blind, um, and so we actually have the um, flat iron, and we're going to do that probably this month or next month. Um, Great, set that up. So it's, you're going to do it. that one just totally blind. Yeah, yeah. I have yeah. had the uh, the 45 last week, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I like to consider the Martinez line of cigars, like the hidden gem that nobody knows about. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you know how like there's like 
these guys that go out looking for new bourbons that nobody's heard of and they're usually like cheap and they just jump on it and then when everybody finds out about it it's like okay now i'm moving on to find the next treasure that nobody knows about yeah and and mark and i are we're both boutique nut i mean we i love boutique cigars you know the the big the big boys in the industry you know you got your general autotis all that kind of stuff It, it has their it has their place you know but for me i like um, Biaje, uh, Tatuaje, which is, you know, arguably getting it bigger, but <laughs> I, I, I like the boutique personally, just my favorite. So seeing ones like, uh, Martinez, which I've only had one and what I had really, really good. I can't wait to smoke yeah. some more. If you're not finding cigar to smoke, Duke cigar, this is my new catchphrase. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and this golden age of boutique cigars, mm-hmm. shame on you. This is the golden age of boutique cigars. It really There's is. so many great ones. And I'll tell you what, man, I have been all over the Aladino line for about the last week. Holy crap, they make good cigars, too. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been seeing all your posts and everything. And yeah. Dude, I'm man. fixing that problem. I've not <laughs> had one. I'm fixing that problem. Oh, I've, I've had I've had I've had really? quite a few. Yeah. In fact, earlier in the show, when yeah, we I, do, I really like them. Yeah, when we do our weekly top uh, six cigars. Uh, Bryant gives his three, and I give my three. All three of my week cigars were Aladinos. I had the Connecticut, <laughs> I had the Corojo Reserva, and then I also had the brand new Cameroon, and they were just so freaking good. I was like, you know what? It's an Aladino week. <laughs> so, so is, is that what you're smoking right now? No, I'm actually smoking a. OM cigar. We actually had Oswald on earlier, and this is a boutique cigar out of New Jersey. And I tell you what, okay. man, it's a really nice cigar. I've, I've posted some pictures on my Instagram, but the presentation is fantastic, and every smoke I've smoked has been fantastic. It's one of those cigars. It's also a hidden gem that nobody knows about, and yeah. the the presentation is beautiful. It's a dark, oily wrapper. It's uh, got a dark blue band with a like a copper orange uh labeling on it beautiful presentation which you know i'm not that big on presentation i mean if it's nice i recognize that but mine is i pull the band off and how does that cigar look now and this cigar stands on its own without a band you know what i mean so yeah i mean that's i was gonna say what are you guys smoking uh so i'm doing a uh liga number nine uh bellicoso uh, right now such a liga i am i'm a liga fan he's a liga fan I have a I have a Liga Humidor, which at one point Mark had at one time also. So. Right, we we swapped humidors. That's <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that, but we swapped humidors a couple times. Who who, um, who, I have who came out second. ahead on the swap? I think I probably did. The okay. San Andre, I got the uh, new I got the new air from him. He got a second. Yeah, new so air. pretty much I had a I had another new air. Um, so it was I gave him another new air, and then I got his big Liga Provada. Oh, nice. Although, one, so. Yeah, although I think actually the Liga Provada was actually worth more because it was rare. Yeah, there's only like 15 ever made. Wow. And, and I won that and I took it home and my wife <laughs> almost got divorced that night. <laughs> um, she goes, because I win a lot of humidors at Westman Cigars here in Little Rock and she is uh, tired of that. And so I sold it to my friend, uh, Aaron. So I'm smoking a Christoph San Andreas. Oh, good smoke. Um and I'm enjoying the heck out of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big Christoph fan. Yeah. I have been for, um, we sold them heavily in the square shop that I own in Springfield, Illinois. Um, and I really like that. I've been grooving on the uh, JT signature. Oh, is, man. That JT signature is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah we So we had Jared Trudeau, Trudeau on our show, and it was by far one of our best. 
I don't even, I don't even say if it was our, one of our best shows, but it was our funnest show by far. Yeah, we um, so we, we recorded for almost four hours and Ooh. somehow we had to, we had to get that down to at least two hours yeah. <laughs> just because, yeah. I mean, we just talked. I mean, that was like a three cigar episode. Wow. It, it was ridiculous yeah. because there was just no good place to stop. Um, but he's he, a funny guy. Yeah. But he had just come out with that cigar. We had a big event up here. That's um, a creamy, them, and it was creamy, just like, wow. Um, yeah. So I'm a big Christoph fan. Uh, I'm also, I like the Ligas. I'm not nearly as big a fan as you are. I'm and a Tatawai fan, but I like the San Andreas. So, uh, in particular, and I just walked in here. It was in my uh, locker, so I won't yeah. miss that. Well, let me, let I missed my locker. Let me ask you guys a question. So, you have the guy who works at a cigar shop. You have a guy who mm-hmm. owned a cigar shop. You have one guy. Now, Aaron, I could be mistaken, but I think you're in a neighborhood of about 37 years old. Uh, oh, I'm uh, I'm actually going to be 36 on July 4th. Okay, so you're 35 for now, and then uh, Mark, he's 72. So, you know, <laughs> yes, <laughs> how, 73 on July 7th. How how old are you actually, Mark? I know you're about 52, 53. 53. Okay. Yep. So my question is though, like, which one of you on a regular basis buys the more expensive cigars? Oh, that's um, a good question. I don't know. That might be a wash. Honestly. Really? See, I was going to um, guess it was going to be Aaron because when you get to be older, you look for value. I, I'm going to say I probably buy the more expensive now, but Mark bought the more expensive then because his collection of older, like, say, the Fuente and Yehos and Lost Cities and stuff like that is a lot more vast than my collection right now. Gotcha. But like, maybe, maybe of like the more expensive ones I probably buy now. I just bought. I just bought a Davidoff Royal. Yeah, I bought a couple Davidoff. A couple Royals. of <laughs> wow. year of the whatevers. A couple. Yeah. You just bought five cigars that had to be two hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. So, I, 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 so I'm sure don't Mo let, don't let your wife that. don't let your wife hear this episode. <laughs> oh, she has to know she, that. So I mean, she, she's yeah, a cigar smoker. Yeah, she she's a, my oh, wife's a cigar smoker. Mark's yeah. wife is a cigar yeah. smoker. That's awesome. No, no, my no mine. She, mine there. used oh. to. But she now has asthma, so or she has runner's yeah. asthma, so she doesn't. She used to, and she used to. When we at the cigar shop, we would on Friday nights uh-huh. after we closed, we'd sit in the back and she'd smoke a cigar, but she doesn't anymore. But Aaron's wife and I and Aaron have smoked a lot of cigars. Yeah, yeah. Me, I mean, me and my wife, we sit out on our uh, balcony at our condo every night and we have at least one um, cigar. And you know, she has her own humidor at the house, so I got the. Yeah. I'm I'm lucky in a lot of ways, and that's just one extra one in the yeah. uh, in the lucky column. Politics. <laughs> My wife takes my cigar smoking with a grain of salt. I don't party and do a lot of things, and so she, she puts up with it. Although the humidor thing is um, <laughs> it's getting a little out of hand. It's, it's uh, she she doesn't. She, she says you're a hoarder now. She does, <laughs> and for the record, that might actually be true. So it's kind of kind of hard. I have nine humidors probably at home, wow. of which five of them are full. How many of those are just put up? So four of those are just like smaller ones that I've had. I have three, probably 250 counts. I have two, probably four to 500 counts. Um, like the end table ones, the new air one, and one about the same size as the new air. Yeah, we have a whole humidor full of um, uh, Arturo Fuente and Yehos that I've collected over the years. Wow. I'm a huge Yeho fan going back probably 15 years. Yeah. You come up and visit me. We'll, hey. trust me, we will smoke good cigars. We are going to make that happen. I, I don't know exactly when, but the West End has been on my radar forever. We actually had a 
trip planned there and i had some troubles but anyway that didn't happen but definitely want to get up there man i tell people all the time about west end just because i have never been there but the shop itself has been really good to me i know they're good people even though that aaron works there uh i think that they are just solid in, in spite people. of me right? working in, spite here, of, yeah. in spite of aaron being there but you know you guys sent me an ashtray which is the ashtray that i'm actually using right now it's it's my go-to recording ashtray because it, it you, it's a four finger ashtray it looks like it's probably about a seven by seven and it's just perfect for me being by myself and that's the ashtray i always set up when i'm recording so i know you guys are great people just because how much love you guys have showed cigar talk so i want to say thank you to that so let me ask you this how long have you guys been smoking cigars let's start with aaron uh how how far back does it go your passion about cigars how did you get started um, so I bought my first cigar when I was 16. Um, I know people can't see me, but I'm, I have a, I have a fairly large beard. If you want to, let me, nice let me tell you guys, it. let me tell you guys, if you saw Aaron on the street, you would think he was like in a band, like with Metallica. Yeah. I, I, I always say like, I look like a grizzly bear, but I'm actually a teddy bear. Um, <laughs> I've always been, I've always been big. You know, I have, I've always had like a beard. I had a beard, full beard in high school. So I bought my first one at 16 just because, you know, that's the rebel thing to do when you're here in Little Rock, Arkansas. There's not really anything else to do. Um, but I've been a full-time, you know, I, I finally got into it probably around um, 03, probably 02, 03, 04, somewhere around there. So about, you know, 17 years probably that I've uh, actually been a full-fledged, you know, cigar smoker. All right. And Mark, how long have you been smoking cigars? How did you get into so it? So probably early 90s. Um, so... 25 plus years. Um, I was hanging around with a bunch of people when Paula and I actually met and we, uh, we went out to Vegas. And um, as part of that, we bought cigars, the group, six of us, um, we bought cigars and I, I bought uh, uh, some Custere 898s and they all, um, they all, we all smoked out there cause you know, we were uh, trying to be hipsters and, uh, I'd be hipsters before hipsters were <clears throat> right. I was yeah. hipster before hipster was cool, Mr. Hipster. And oh, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, the other five guys hated it, and uh, I didn't. And so I came back home and I smoked uh, on my porch for a long time, and then found a local cigar shop, and <laughs> which eventually I bought. So nice. Um, I've I've smoked for a long time. I've uh, I've enjoyed cigar smoking in the cigar lounge. Uh, environment to me is very important. I, I I went in with a couple other guys to buy a Scar Lounge in Springfield, Illinois, because I believe that in the lounge community that much. It's important to me that friends you make here are friends you don't really have access to in the rest of the world at large. You yeah. know, in Springfield, I had it was heart surgeons and eye surgeons and and day workers and people that I wouldn't run into. I'm a IT project manager. Um, and I made some uh, great friends that I hold dear to my heart still today that aren't people that I would have met. Um, Rob, you and I wouldn't have known each other if it wasn't for cigars and cigar lounges. And I, <clears throat> those are the kind of relationships that are pretty awesome. I, I don't want to, you know, th those are the relationships I don't want to ever give up. So um, I, I, you know, Aaron and I wouldn't have crossed paths ever. Uh -huh. I can't imagine because um, we just wouldn't have. And, and now he's, you know, one of my, one of, one of the close friends I have, him and I have a ton of things in common, and it's crazy because 
uh, he he does look like a Viking. Um, he's one of the most sensitive guys you'd ever meet. One of the most passionate guys about about people that you'd ever meet. But and if you hear and if you heard our show, you've heard me cry numerous times on, on our show. He is very sensitive. For a, I was going to ask, you know, a while back, and I never did reach out to you, but I was going to ask maybe y'all should change the name of the show from the straight cut to the crying game. <laughs> the crying game. I'll put that. I'll, I'll you know, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll run that through the uh, through the roll. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll test that. That, that. I think that might be taken, but I'm. I'll check. Yeah, that first episode um, uh, when I was on, we we did we start we started that. That was what something I guess you and I have that you and Steve did. Yeah, Steve never cried. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, well, shame I, I, on him. That's why he's just crazy. <laughs> so we we did, and uh, yeah, we have cried a couple times. We've laughed way more than we've cried, and uh, we certainly talked cigars more than we've done either way. Well, not not to try okay. to be manly on top of what you've said, but I just want to make it known now that neither Bryant nor myself have cried on cigar talk. Sure. Well, <laughs> that's because um, we haven't worked at making you cry yet yeah. we'll just have to work at that. <laughs> so what do you guys have going forward with straight cut i mean what what are the plans i know right now i heard you guys are building a studio at west end i think that's amazing i mean what do you what do you guys got going on yeah so we have uh we so west end has grown uh, we now have our second location um in another city in arkansas in about 20 miles north of Little Rock in a, in a really big uh, suburban area of Little Rock. Um, and it's it's a standalone shop. Um, so we were able to have room to build our own studio. Um, you know, Brandon, the owner of Weston, has been, uh, you know, one of the, if not the biggest supporter of the show from day one. He is, you know, Weston is our main sponsor. Um, so, you know, he was gracious enough to give us, there's a back room in the lounge that was literally just the back room. There was nothing in it. And uh, he was like, you know, why don't we make this into the studio? I'm like, all right, yeah, let's do that. So we got that um, going and we, because we want it to make like a, we want it to be a destination. Um, You know, we've said it from the very beginning. Now there's, there's cigar shows out there um, like yours that do really, really good with the interviews. And that's not our show. That's not our niche. Um, But we want to be able to have people who listen to us. We want to hear their voice um, because this is first and foremost, our show is, you know, the, you know, lounge centered. Um, so we like hearing, we just had our, the very first person to uh, find our show when me and Steve started, you know, a year and whatever so ago, uh, we did a trade with him. Um, we just had him on our show last week. Um, so that was the first one we're going to do or first one we did, but it's not the last by far. We, nice. we want to reach out to more of our listeners and have them on our show who know us, you know, personally, just through, you know, the podcast itself. Um, so that's one avenue we're doing. And then, um, you know, just, we're just always trying to get better. That's the main thing. Right. There's all, there's always room for improvement. Um, I love the technical audio. You know the, I, you know I, I've joked it with you. Like I love editing. I love you know sitting down. You <laughs> yeah, know, I know you. Out. You've said that before, and I still don't believe you. <laughs> no, I do because I mean I, at, at hey, one crazy. point I, I know at that. one point in life I was yeah. But I say that just because editing is at the very bottom of my fun level for cigar talk. <laughs> And yeah, I mean, at one point in life, I wanted to be a like a sound engineer, work with music and work with bands because, you know, I've always been a music guy and that, you know, dreams, if, if everybody had their dream, then nobody would make money. Right. Um, sure. But this, this gives me this gives me have the avenue of like do that. So um, also you guys just got a new soundboard. 
Yeah, we did. We so we are yeah. So th- that's one of the reasons why we are able to have the people who listen to us. We can now hear them. Right. Um, yeah. So that's so yeah, I, it, know, it, I know. I know. I I bring nice. this up, Aaron, because I know you're chomping at the bit to give us a uh, a little sound feature. Oh, you oh you yeah. oh you you want that? Yeah. Go ahead and lay uh, one uh, on us. What what you want? You want like a. <laughs> so see i told him we weren't going to do that but i knew i wanted to make aaron happy and let him have one chance to do something <laughs> I, so. I need to like so it's all like there's eight hot keys i'm just i just need to like record my voice you know talking some trash about you know my love for the chiefs or whatever or, you know, maybe, maybe or just a, like or just a like cigar lighter yeah. or, cutter or something <laughs> that was actually the on topic for yeah. what we record but like we said you know this the hot keys are going to be part of the sixty percent BS line of our show. Hey, man, I like it. I like it. You know, I I have effects on my board as well, and I used them once, and then like the next week we did a whole episode. And after the end of the episode, I got ready to edit it, and what I didn't know was the effects was on the entire show, and there was no <laughs> way. Yeah, there was no way to edit it. So my voice sounded like an alien the entire show. So we had to scrap it. So now we do no special effects. Yeah, I, I like. I well, have, that's a good luck. I, I, I feel mean, like Rob just gave us a little nugget <laughs> right there. No, I keep the board in front of me. So I'm like, I, I can see that that whole side of the board is turned off just because. Yeah. You know, I, Let me tell you, I when, I, when I put it in and, and I started editing and I heard the first welcome to cigar talk or whatever i was like oh crap and i was so like, i know like on the on the disc on the discord that that you have that we're on all the time you you uploaded one of your one of your first early episodes and i love hearing that stuff because i went that made me go back to listen to one of me and steve's episodes that we didn't release when when we were just like testing out everything seeing our cadence and our flow and it's just like wow we were like so raw and just yeah isn't it crazy when you go back and listen you're like (laughs) wow we really sucked or at least at least that's what i said when i listened to one of my very first episodes and you know that that's one of the things that that's why i'm always willing to help other people avoid the mistakes that i made and because if i could go back and start over and have the knowledge of what i've learned by trial and error I mean, because I'm not an audio engineer by any means. And so if I could take what I learned and start over, it would be so much easier. So if there's podcasters out there or people who are interested in podcasting, you know, I'm always happy to help them and say, hey, avoid this, avoid that. This is what you don't want to do. And you'll be miles ahead of where I am. Mm -hmm. Like we have a we have a guy who listens to our show who's a local and he is starting his own uh, all all based off line and he was asking me questions i was like man I'll, whatever you got question wise i'll definitely help you because it you know going back to like whenever every question that i had you know i i ran through you and got an answer i mean hell i even asked you a question like this past week on something and you gave me an answer so there's always i'm you know i'm still always yeah learning. you know what's funny about that is mark is he asked me a question and i gave him an answer and then he went the other way <laughs> yeah no. yeah welcome to my world rob <laughs> So, so gang up on Aaron? Yeah. No, 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 it no. I just, I, I just thought that was funny. It's like I yeah, asked no. Rob his advice and then I didn't do it, <laughs> which is yeah. what Brian we, we does call, every week. <laughs> we call we call those people assholes. Yeah. Oh. Yes. 
No, I, I think it, I think it's important to be able to reach out and ask people, and whether it be podcasting, cigars, or whatever, whatever. it is that you're interested, in, yeah. and just have people that you know and trust to get their opinion. That doesn't mean that I'm always going to yeah. act on that, but at least yeah. I have that relationship that I can rely on other people. Yeah, especially as somebody uh, like yourself who can explain why and what they were thinking, because that's very helpful from a point of view of helping me shape my thinking. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't necessarily follow lockstep with what you're saying, you can help shape what I'm thinking. So podcasting's hard. I think people think this is really easy. Yeah. There's a lot involved in the, the thought process. Yeah. And I mean, um, and with like with our shows, you know, your show and our show, it's a very grassroots operation because yeah. it's a very niche centered, uh, you know, communication piece. It's, you know, podcasting is growing up and huge, but cigars in general are not that big outside of the, you know, the cigar people in general. So it's, Absolutely. It's, it's a very niche audience. So let me ask you this. Do you have any history or experience in recording or broadcasting, Mark? I do not. And I was really super self-conscious. Aaron will tell you this story. <laughs> um, the first episode, I'm, I'm a confident speaker. I, I speak for a living. You know, I, I deal with customers and walking into a room where people don't know me. But the first episode that I recorded, we, we practiced mm-hmm. um, with telling my story. So the first episode you hear, um, I was mortified. <laughs> um, and and um, Marielle, who's Aaron's uh, wife, uh, was the first one to listen. And I was terrified um, and still am super self-conscious about people hearing my voice. You and I heard together on most Saturday nights uh, during this COVID thing. And I'm not shy about talking or stating my opinion or being full of, you know, whatever. And I'm, I'm fine with that. Uh, I can, I can be wrong just like the next guy, but, um, this is permanent in the way that made me nervous. And I didn't have any experience with that. And I was terrified. Well, I'll tell you what, I think you're I doing mean, a great job. I'm, I'm just saying, yeah, straight up. I mean, it was, yeah, he's done, he's been great. He's been, he's been a great host and great addition to the show. Yeah. And well, you know, uh, I, I think Mark doesn't speak without having intent and I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, it you're it's welcome. still to today when we talk about it. Um, it's still it's still nerve wracking. And you and I have talked. Uh, you and I have uh, talked about a lot of stuff. And I know it's it's a challenge. So I appreciate. It. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. So and and that's something that I want to talk about because you know we have a lot of people, listeners, and that join up with us on Saturday night herfs. And you know that's something that has just become part of my normal life now it's like you can't go to the yeah. shop or we couldn't mm-hmm. but now even that you can go back to the shops it's like i've developed these great relationships with people all over the country that i normally would not be able to hang out with and smoke so i'm loving the herf and i think it's an opportunity to connect with people and build relationships i'm completely shocked at how strong of a relationship you could build through these online herfs amazing you think about you and i sat on the phone last night with adam from massachusetts and we uh, talked about that he had lost uh, someone close to him and that mattered to you and i and we're talking to schmidt from uh, australia and we were talking to people from california i noted that orlando wasn't on last night and we have all these people that you and i have connected to um over a relatively short period of time a couple months um and they are cool john elaine cool people who we like I, well, I'll speak for myself, but I like immensely funny. They feel like brothers and sisters. And um, 
it's amazing. I have a Herf Friday night with the, the luxury people. And then on, on Saturday, your Herf, those, those feel like, you know, I don't want to be too, too over dramatic about this, but they feel like brothers. I was going to say, and, don't, uh, don't try to make me cry. It's not happening, Mark. And it's yeah, like, no, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> this is why we cry on our show. No, no, I want to reduce the list to just Brian. But I, <laughs> I mean, they feel like friends. And, um, you know, Saturday nights before COVID, I would gather back here with Aaron and my, my buddies from the shop, and we would sit and talk about the world and uh, the good world or baseball or COVID or whatever. We'd talk about stuff. And it was a place for me to just, Got me through some staying at home time that I I don't like much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I tell you what, doing the first one, I was just kind of like, I, I don't really know how this is going to work out. But after the first one, I started getting tons of emails. Hey, are you going to do another one? And I really hadn't planned on doing this every week. And then it just turned out of if I don't do it, I mean, I'm taking away an opportunity to hang out with good friends. So we haven't skipped a night since it started and i mean how many weeks has it been i probably what about nine that yeah, feels like nine. yeah going on at least three months and last night went last night was a pretty short night because i was on maybe two thirty with the guys from oh. chicago i know the previous week it was like four or five thirty i wasn't that late because i'm an old man as we've discussed but i and i cruise off like two two thirty in the morning my wife always checks on me the first night that i drank i actually fell and put my knee <laughs> between between my garage where I smoke in my bed, which is seriously like 30 feet. Um, and so um, it's always a good time. And we, we laugh and we listen to music, we talk about sometimes important stuff. And then sometimes we talk about, you know, crazy stuff <laughs> that can't be repeated <laughs> yeah. on my show. <laughs> no, no, nor ours. Uh, so what are you guys that's coming up? That's usually what we say. I know you guys record uh, tomorrow, and you release your episodes yep. every Friday morning. So what do y'all got coming up this coming week? So the, this next week is um, one of the – we're going rec to record with Deanne Robinson, who's a local cigar smoker. Um, we're going to talk about women smokers in the lounge. She's a cool story because Aaron and I met her here. And we had a one of those cigar tastings, mm -hmm. and it was one of those where there was four different leafs wrappers on the cigar and she walked in never having smoked a cigar and um she smoked a cigar because she wanted to give it a try she's probably your age Aaron. i don't know between our ages yeah somewhere in the middle and she tried uh she tried it because she wanted to try something new and she fell in love with cigars now she plays with cards on thursday night she comes mm -hmm. up she's come really good friends with Aaron and i funny she does like sing telegram she tells tons of funny stories so we're going to talk um one of the areas that we want to get into is talking to some of the lady smokers and, and because we think you know women smokers are becoming less unusual in cigar shops right and we want to make that um more visible um because uh, you know we have leanne here we have several women smokers who are funny but we want to make that more normal by, by giving them some press and to give them out there and make um, to be honest with you, the brothers of the leaf, more comfortable around sisters of the leaf. Um, and so we're going to do that with the end. You know, I, I feel like maybe there needs to be a class with the guy cigar smokers on how to have etiquette around women cigar smokers. And what I mean by <laughs> that is it's it's some in some instances it's a unusual event and some of the guys don't need to know how to act and i need to educate them you know what i mean yeah 
say, oh yeah, I mean, I definitely see it, you know, working at a lounge. I, you know, with somebody that we, if a female comes in that we don't know, you know, you can definitely see some of the guys' heads turn. And then when she walks in the humidor, I have to like snap back at them. I'm like, stop. Yeah, right. I'm like, don't. Don't don't make it weird. We didn't have an yeah. alien yeah. just walk in, so just yeah. chill out. Yeah. It's another cigar smoker. Yeah, well, I mean, what I like is since you know, since my wife is a cigar smoker, and she'll come up here and she hangs out all the time, you know, and she's still a very strong, independent female, but she is like a guy because she will give it yeah. give it right back like nothing else, and it's like and just seeing the look of like fear on some of the guy's face whenever she starts talking and just BSing back to it. I'm like, Oh, you don't know what you just started. Right. And that's how it is in our lounge. We have a regular uh, female cigar smoker named Deborah. And I mean, when a woman becomes part of the cigar community, it's awesome because there is not mm-hmm. that male and female aspect of it. It's just hanging out with your cigar brother or sister. You know what I mean? So it is different whenever yep. you have a new female come in because people don't know her. But if she is someone who hangs out at the lounge and everybody gets to know, it's really no different. Yeah. I've seen these shut guys down um, in totally hilarious way and people get nervous because we have several cigar smokers here we have um a really girly girl like i think bray dresses uh, very um feminine and and all that but you know just like guys um you know there's a lot of different types of women smokers but the fact is you need to treat them like with respect just like you need to treat everybody with respect who walks in here absolutely and um just not be weird. Yeah. And what, what I love is like D is, um, you know, she's a very good card player too. And we play cards up here on Thursday. Well, we did until all the stuff happened. Yeah. Um, but what's funny is like, I always know whenever she just like ruined the table because she'll start laughing and cackling so bad. I'm like, Oh, somebody just got ruined by D over there she's on got, the table. She's got this huge and, and it's just so funny because the guys get just so mad and pissed, yeah. but it's like, you know, D is a good card player and she's going to just like, clean you she plays she plays a lot of hands and then she'll (laughs) she'll beat you with something she shouldn't have beat you with and then she laughs in this dude great dude and you know what's so funny is i am completely 100 percent all about women being cigar smokers but i do have a problem with women playing cards and here's the reason they're so difficult for me to beat. I I mean, whether whether they're brand new or they've been playing for years I I suck at playing against women. So, so Paula and I would go out in Vegas early on, and Paula would sit at the table, and she'd wear a low-cut blouse, and guys would get so flustered. And Paula, I taught Paula to play cards because I've played since I was a kid, and I taught her to play super aggressive. And you, you, would, you would almost see guys couldn't read her because they would get flustered, <laughs> and she would be up in their face just playing a lot of hands and pushing them. And it was almost like guys would wet their pants. Yeah, it yeah, it's just- crazy, man. I'm one of those guys. It's like, and I admit it right up. I I don't want to play cards with women because they take my money. So, well, hey, man, it sounds like you guys got a great show lined up. I'm definitely going to check it out. I'm excited to hear her story, and uh, I appreciate you guys taking the time and joining us on our show. And uh, we got to get together in person whenever all this blows over and we can actually make it happen. 
Uh, looking forward to smoking a cigar with you, Mark, and uh, been trying to do that with Aaron forever. But uh, take thank you guys for coming on the show, and I want to really, really encourage each of you to at least check out the straight cut. I, I think you guys are entertaining. Uh, I love the uh, perspective of a once cigar shop owner and a tobacconist that works at a shop now. And you guys have a podcast. It's a great show. It's great entertainment. And it's, you know, I enjoy it. It's one of my go-to shows. So you guys definitely need to check out the straight cut. They're on uh I, I listen to them on uh, Spotify, but they're also on Apple Podcasts. Tell them wherever, everywhere else they can find you guys. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're on Stitcher, uh, CastBox, Spotify, iTunes. I mean, anywhere where you can get podcasts, uh, we're, we're at. And, you know, with the way we format our show is that we smoke one cigar during the uh, episodes. And so you can then get in the, the cigar comes out of our lounge. So then people here in Little Rock can smoke that same cigar oh that's awesome yeah um so like every episode it's like an hour and a half i mean we do long episodes um just because that's how long this or however long the cigar is um because we do we break it down into thirds and all that kind of stuff you know what's funny is my show is usually only about an hour me and bryant start and then i smoke a cigar and then i do an interview separately so i smoke another cigar and then me and bryant do an after and i smoke another cigar so for every show is three to four cigars three cigars yeah i mean we've had a few like that um i mean we we definitely smoke cigars that are a little bit out of our wheelhouse on at least at least for me on size wise just because you know i nobody nobody's going to want to listen to a show that i smoke a lot of like cheat coronas and stuff like that but nobody really wants to you can't really dive into a podcast in 20 minutes right right um, so we do we do a, we do some longer stuff but uh, yeah we come out every friday morning at uh, uh 6 a.m pacific time so the, you know across the board pretty early in the morning well, i usually try to check you out on saturday I, I, fridays is my busy busy day at work so usually saturdays is the day that and that's the great thing about podcasts you can listen to it on your own schedule so but hey man oh, yeah, thank yeah. you guys for taking the time to come on the show uh look forward to uh hanging out with you guys uh next saturday on the herf and if there's anything you guys ever need from cigar talk you know we're here for you brother oh yeah i appreciate it and much. i can't wait to you know actually you know, meet in person, like we said, you know, you know, I know Dallas is about halfway for us and there's a, I know a lot of good shops out down. Oh, in the Dallas absolutely, area, so man. I, I know lots of shops in that, that area that we can hang out in. Boy, so we get down to the leaf. Maybe we'll make the full trip. Yeah. To see yep. yeah we'll we keep should, up the good work. We, Rob. Sh- we should do that sooner than later. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. What yep. are you, what are y'all doing tomorrow? Just mess with you. Hey guys. Well, thanks for coming on the show and we'll talk to you soon, man. Up the good work. Appreciate it. Thank you. Later. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Mark and Aaron. Good friends. Good guys. Man, I tell you what. You know, Aaron and Steve were on Straight Cut forever. And Steve went on to be, I believe, a rep from uh, Ashton. That's what they said. And so Mark came in. And I really didn't know Steve very well, but I really am getting to like this Mark guy. And I think it's because he's older and wiser like me and you versus two young punks like Aaron and Steve. (laughs) Especially one Kansas City punk. (laughs) Right? (laughs) 
<laughs> so anyway, guys, we got to get to the Moose Mountain Goods giveaway. Yes. Dude, let me tell you what. And I feel bad because we had some uh, we had some Moose Mountain Good coffee from uh, Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. And I was going to bring you some of that. <laughs> and we were going to drink it today. Was. But I ran mm. out. Why? Because I drank it all. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But the, you know what? That's the top of my list. In fact, now, do you have a grinder? No. Okay, so if I get you some Ethiopian, you want it ground. Yeah. I'm going to get you a bag. Okay. And that's going to be my repaying to you <laughs> that I drank it all. <laughs> so, anyway, let's get on to today's winner. So, if you guys haven't gone by the website and registered to win. It's easy. All you got to do is go to CigarTalkPodcast.com, yep. click on the registration link, yep. and then once you register, you're done. You're in every drawing from now on. Now, if we call out your name, you have a week. You have till Sunday, the following Sunday at 6 p.m. Central, 18 hundo, <laughs> and you got to send an email with in the winner I mean, in the subject line, it says Cigar Talk Winner. <laughs> and then just give us your name and address. That's it. And we're going to get that coffee sent straight to you. Now, also, the one thing is you need to put on there, you want bean mm. or do you want it ground? Because we'll send it to you either way. So anyway, man, we want to say thank you to Moose Mountain Goods. Go by and check them out. They have great coffee. They've got a blend now, which is awesome. Then they have the choke cherry, which I love. And then they have the Silverton, and uh, they have a new blend. Mm -hmm. uh, they have the 1720, which I love. Uh, that's the Colombian. Okay. Uh, but anyway, go by and check them out. If, you, if you're a fan of real good coffee, you got to go by and check them out. Anyway, this week's winner is William Ray. Ray, how you spell that? Which part? Ray. R-A-Y. Okay. You know, like a ray gun. Yeah, some people spell it R-E-Y, but R-A-Y. Okay, yeah, William Ray, and you got to have the number 300 in your email address so we know that you're the right William <laughs> the Ray. Because right. we have hundreds of people that have registered, mm. and so we want to make sure that we get the right guy. So, William Ray, congratulations. I hope you love some really great coffee. Make sure you send me that email, and we'll get it out to you, but make sure you put ground or beans, and we will do whichever you prefer. Anyway, guys, I had a special request this week from a good friend. Uh, he's part of the cigar community. His name is J.T. Baker. But somebody in the cigar community, his wife has MS. She was diagnosed nine years ago, and she has to have a uh, surgery, and they're trying to raise money for the family. And so I told them that we would bring it up on the show you know, that's what the cigar community is all about is helping each other. And so I will have a link on our web page. In fact, I'm going to create a new link on our web page. just says help the community. And I'm going to post a link so that if you would like to take this opportunity to help another cigar brother that's in need, I think this would be a great thing. I'm definitely going to donate. And they say, you know, to stop the progression of multiple sclerosis, even a dollar can help. That's true. You know what I mean? So, I mean, if you think about it, if a thousand people donate a dollar, that's a thousand bucks. If a thousand people donate five bucks, that's five thousand dollars. So if 
you know, you want to help out a cigar brother and that is an opportunity that you would like to take advantage of, we'll have it on the website. Just look for helping the cigar community link on our webpage. Yes, sir. So we, we want to put our hearts and thoughts out for that family. And I know they're going through a lot. Yeah. And they are also part of the, uh, uh, barrel burner community. Mm. And so I'll also have a link because they are also taking cigar donations and they're going to do cigar raffles where people buy tickets and get cigars. So if you want to donate, uh, the way to do that, you'll contact Jason over at the Barrel Burners and I'll have his email address on that same page so you can go by and if you want to send a couple of sticks over that way, that's even a big help. So anyway, guys, uh, let's talk about what's coming up next week. Next week. We've got... Dave Lafferty. Mm. Now, if you know Steve Zaka, which I don't know how you don't, <laughs> this is his number one guy. Yes, it is. And he is a great personality. We'll have him on the show, and then we've got a couple other things that's brewing in the mix that we're going to share with you. But that's going to wrap it up this week. You got anything else you want to hey, throw man, out nothing, there? man. Just stay, stay safe, people. Stay safe. Yeah, stay safe and keep smoking and send your love and... Uh, Thoughts to Bryant. Yeah. <laughs> he just stole my stuff. I know, right? So, <laughs> and we'll do it one more time. Till next week. Keep smoking. Boom.